Get an all-access experience with player interviews, exclusive practice information, and post-game analysts with the source you can't find anywhere else. This is South Philly Sauce. Hosted by Flyers game day host Ashlyn Sullivan and Philly sports radio legend Al Morganti. Welcome back, South Philly Sauce and Odyssey Original, brought to you by 94WIP and Pat Daniels, Ashlyn Sullivan, Al Morgani here with you, recapping the Flyers being perfect since the All-Star break. Four straight wins. Last time we talked with you all, it was a big win over the Florida Panthers. We were saying, can they keep this up? And, and so far, they have. Wins over the Jets, the Kraken, the Coyotes, where they had to come back. Really impressive, Al, because they had that 5 losing streak. Going into the All-Star break, things were dipping drastically. We hoped, hey, they just needed a break, and it seems like that was the case. Might have been that, or it might have been you not being around. You weren't here for the game. Then you were in Nashville. I don't know what happened there. I suggest if you're going to drink just Jack Daniels, then you'll be (laughs) fine. Nothing else will happen to you. So nice to have you back. A couple of wins while you were away. And, yeah, it was a – it's it's a big winning streak for me to, to, to bounce back after what happened. And, you know, Ash, and I think when I look back, that win over Winnipeg, remember we talked about Torts wasn't happy about it, even though it was a win against a really good team. And when I look back, I, I'm starting to think because he reacted so well when they beat Dallas and it was a huge win and he was all like, yeah, congratulations, like, like, like a real pat on the back, which isn't usually Torts. I think he wanted to guard against that after the Winnipeg game and they came back. So this has been, uh, to me, really important because it happened at home where they finally got their home record going up over 500. Uh, They get some energy going and they did it with some people out out, and they were two goaltenders. So um, um, as as, um, Cam, Cam, you're okay, the vibes, they're high again, again. They are high, and they only did it for a little bit. And that win against the Coyotes, you go back, and they had to have a come-from-behind win, trailing in the third period. That really hasn't been the case too often this season. And, and I go back to, I know Scott talked about it on the broadcast, you have to think, if only this power play could get going. Flyers win in situations like this. 0-8 against the power play. And yet, they're still winning, which is just hockey. It's so strange that they can have this deficit and still be successful. But We've been saying it all years, so maybe it won't happen, but I got to think this is going to catch up to you at some point, and it doesn't seem like there's a fix. No, and they keep changing things on it. You know, who's going to be in the bumper now? Maybe Santa, who knows who's going to be in, play in that position, what they're doing. Yeah, it is. When you do look at it, there are teams that have survived and even won with a power play that's not very good, but the Flyers, you know, they're, they're, the fact that they don't have that natural goal scorer, the 40-50 goal guy, uh, the power play could be so important. So it just makes you work that much harder. And the O for 7 or 8 looked a lot worse because, because they weren't two minutes, a lot of them. But it, it was, after a win, it was sort of this weird, weird negative uh, to what happened. You wanted to, wanted to be up for the number of wins in a row and all, and you, know, all, and you kept power playing. Go, boy, what a difference that, difference that would make. Yeah, it, it, we've been with forever. It had some spurts, looked like it was coming along. I'm curious now what they do with it in terms of personnel, um, who's going to go where. Because I think there comes a point where they just change it up so much uh, mm-hmm. that it gets confusing. We fought Zamula for a while, and now this, that. So if you want to look at it in terms of entertainment, what's it going to look like? But I look at it more, and I, I think I think they got to settle on something here and, and just, just kind of – 
get that as their rote, their power, their 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 standardized power play. Because man, I've seen I've seen so many differences in it. I, I wonder as a player if if that doesn't hurt him sometimes, just a different personnel all the time. Oh, well, it's got to be confusing, right? Where every game it's different. You're like, wait, who's going out? Is it your turn? Wait, is it my turn? At some point, you got to stick with it and allow them to build consistency. And even if they can't, sticking with something where you're able to practice it every day. I mean, we're not hockey coaches, but it just makes sense that every single day it being switched, it's got to be confusing for these players. And you look at this lineup as well. We're so used to seeing it a certain way and it has definitely been a, a bit of an injury bug for the flyers as of late Rasmus Bristol Linen is out Tyson Forrester is out seems like from what we're hearing from the flyers it's two different things Tyson Forrester just needs a few extra days is what we're being told whereas Rasmus Bristol Linen what the flyers at least told us is a minor upper body and body injury and it's being checked and we're hearing reports that it's going to be multiple weeks for Risto, that it might require surgery. We're not sure, but it sounds like Risto is going to be out for a good bit. Yeah, it sounds like long-term injury, Whatever the um, whenever they decide to formalize the status of it, what it was. But it does sound like a long-term injury that they're going to have to make up for. Now, fortunately, they've been running a lot of defensemen out there. You know, there have been nights we thought, frankly, you know, why are they using this many defense, seven, seven defensemen here? So they've got people... And they've got some, you know, like, like Zamula back in the lineup. So, I mean, it's going to hurt in terms of physicality, I guess. And just, you know, when you want that steadying forward, that steadying veteran forward defenseman to come in and play. So it's an opportunity for some other guys. But there's no doubt when crunch time games, uh, veteran players like that, that they really are leaned on heavily. So it'll hurt in, uh, in their stretch run here if he can't come back, come back after, I'd say, two, three weeks. Yeah, hoping for the best there with Risto. And now you're seeing a lot of people talk about what does this mean now for the trade, date, trade deadline that's very quickly approaching in a little more than a month. And people are saying, well, if Rasmus Risto lining can't play, what does that mean for Sean Walker? Can you now not trade him because you need him more? You need that body. And to me, it doesn't seem like that. I think John Tortorella and Danny Briere are not going to allow one injury to alter what they want to do with the trade deadline. Oh my goodness! Who's this? Yeah, this is not good. Yeah, this is blue. Yeah, no, he's. Uh, it's. It. It. It isn't going to alter what they're going to do at the trade deadline. It's Both not. Alter, <laughs> it's not going to alter it at all. What they're going to do at the trade deadline. So I think. Yeah, he's bored <laughs> by us. I, I think what they're going to have to do is it's absolutely just disregard any of that and whatever their long-term plans were that they're going to stick to those long-term plans. And I was supposed to shut this door before this started. But now you see why. To have decided that they're going to be in the podcast. Yeah. They are stars. I've been waiting for this moment all season long. <laughs> and George is sleeping on the ground. His moment to shine. Of being yeah. So, yeah, you know, in fact, you know, John Tortorella has even mentioned, mentioned like, do what we're going to do. I, you know, when I'm, whatever this is, I actually think Lawton's getting a lot of, a lot of playing. I think they want people to see him, to see him too. If they can strike a home run for him, for him. So there's going to be guys that, and Walker's one of them, you know, those right-hand shots, Sailor's name come into play. So it's, uh, it, it's going to be, it, it's nerve wracking for a player at times, but they've been through it so many times. If you're a veteran that you, you just kind of just play through it. Right. And our, um, Scott Lawton, he has been fantastic of late. And he talked about it in the post-game locker room the other day that he definitely was overthinking things on the ice and that's why he was struggling and he's playing much more confident. 
And John Tortorella, I thought, was excellent on the mindset of the Flyers when it comes to someone like Scott Lawton at the trade deadline. So let's take a listen. Yeah, like his first line has played. If he's going to be out for a lengthy amount of time, how much of a hold does that leave as far as the things that he brought to this team on a nightly basis? He's played well. Uh, yeah, it, it, I'm not, I'm not going to, it just, someone else fills in. That's, that's the way it works. We have 8D. Um, it gives other guys other opportunities for ice time, and uh, we just go about it. Injuries are part of it. Does it help that you've been doing your runs better that these guys aren't maybe having to sit in for a long time in this season? Yeah, I, I guess so. The guys would be ready to play anyway with our practice, and uh, we've got three of two or three practices in already here if, uh, since the break. Uh, but you know, to, to for guys getting game action, sure. I'm not sure what the pairs will be. Uh, we'll just would. We don't overthink it. We just put the guy in and we play. You said that you know, a big reason why you've gone with the 11-7 so much just because you have so many defensemen that deserve to play. Mm-hmm. Do you think if Risto's out for an extended period of time, you'll move more back towards the regular 12-6? I don't know. Uh, it, it depends. I'm, I'm not sure. It depends on other people's play, all sorts of things. With Drysdale and Tippett, did something happen to them in the game Monday or is it just accumulation of where we are? In this it's just a maintenance day. John, Scott Lawton uh, has been here his whole career, and over the last probably three or four years, he's heard trade rumors and stuff like that. It, the fact that he's still here, does that say something that his, his impact actually goes beyond the ice as well? Oh, he's an important guy. Uh, he's well-respected. He, you know, he's a flyer. Uh, intangibles that he brings, uh, you know, he cares. And, and I think that rubs off on people. And he, he has a really good... Uh, uh, personality for team concept. So, uh, yeah, he, he's an important guy, but it is what it is. We're as an organization. I'll say it again. It, it, it is what it is. And, and uh, uh, we'll just see what happens as we go here the next few weeks. Maybe this is a question better for Danny, but I guess from a coaching perspective, you talked about how important the room has been to, to your guys' success. Is there a fear that you know if you were to subtract someone who's that important in the room like Lawton that it could could have a real negative impact on the team? It's not a fear. It's it's again the part of the process we're in as a team. We can't look for things not to continue our process. Uh, we 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 are uh, we have so many things to do, uh, so much more of the process to build this team that we can't be getting too emotional. Uh, when it comes to what what is the best thing, for, if it's the best thing for our future of our team in building it the proper way, we have to follow through. We have to. And uh, the guys know it. Uh, we've been very forthright publicly about this. Uh, we need to stay with it. Lund's a guy that's seen his game kind of trend up over the last couple games. He's pretty emotional on the ice, too. When he, Who? Uh, Scott Lund, excuse okay. me. Um, do you think this time of year can sometimes motivate a player? Uh, when, when they hear their name maybe being talked about? Well, if, if I'm a player, if, if you're being a player talked about, you, you, you must be doing something right, right? You should feel really good about it. You know, I, I don't think any of the guys, uh, I don't want to speak for them, I think any of the guys that have kind of been out there with our team, uh, maybe uh, being looked at, uh, want to leave. Uh, uh, I, I know Danny, myself, and Jonesy aren't looking to move them. We're not actively saying, here he is. But if it works out that it is the best for the building of this team, we have to follow through. And 
I, I think these guys, and, and that's why I have tried to be as honest as possible with our team, uh, because I think they deserve that respect. I don't think they should be surprised. Uh, you know, some teams, you know, they just kind of sit, sit, and then kind of bounce on you. I will not do that with our players. I, I have too much respect for what they've done. Uh, so I want to be totally upfront, and, uh, and that's the way we've gone about it here. So uh, I think Lotz is, I think Lotz wants to play. He, he, he's a guy that has lost some ice time this year, has had some inconsistency in his game, has found it a little bit, and I think uh, loving the time that he's getting a little bit on the power play now, scores a huge power play goal the other night. I just think he's in, into it. Yeah, well, I, I, I miss him on the bench. Uh, I don't worry about, I, I can't worry about when injuries come and go. I, I, it's out of our control. But I certainly miss him on the bench. And, uh, and, and quite honestly, not the offensive part of the game. He's, he's probably one of, our, uh, one of our stronger defensive players and probably the strongest with his stick as far as puck battles. Uh, I thought that line was playing really well. Kate's pales and him. Uh, Garney goes there a little bit now, uh, and Garney's played well. But I, I, Tyson was a guy who's double-shifted, left wing, right wing. He, that, that's what's so encouraging to me with him is at such a young age how much I'm looking for him in parts of the game where it, it takes a few years to teach players. He's got it, and so that's really encouraging. How do I mitigate his frustration? Yeah, I don't. No, no, he's got to figure it out. He, he, only, only conversation I have had with, with Tyson with frustration was when he wasn't scoring body language uh, after missing a, uh, missing a chance and stick over his, I remember the one stick over his head one night. So that was it for me. He, he, he has to learn how to deal with things. That's how you, that's what a pro does. Uh, so those are the those are the type of conversations I had with him. An athlete frustrated with an injury, I, I can't say anything to help him. It's just part of the game, and uh, you do the work and try to get back in as quickly as possible. What have you seen from uh, Lixell? I know he got a few games, then he was sick, then he got back in with the uh, with the Tyson injury. Do you think he can stay up for a while, or is he still just getting a look? I, I don't I don't know. I, I don't know what it's going to be. I, I thought the. Uh, Kind of a weird game for him, the last game. Uh, Powell plays and stuff. Didn't get a lot of ice time. He's been sick. He was, he was pretty sick. Uh, you know, I, I don't think he moved his legs the last game. Very important. That's what caught my eye in the game prior when I think he got 11, 12, 13 minutes, I believe. Um, uh, I, I thought he showed up. Uh, that, that was before the break. Remember I told you guys. He, I thought we were tired and maybe, you know, helped him. But I, I thought he played well. Uh, so he's shown us signs that he can give us minutes. Um, I'm certainly not going to evaluate him on the last game because he was put in a tough spot. He was on the bench for quite a bit, and it's kind of a disjointed game. So uh, you know, we're just going to keep evaluating. I, I, I have no plan set that you have a couple games we look at you and send you down. If he plays well, he'll stay. If he doesn't, then he'll probably go down. Yeah, well, I just talked to Scott in the locker room, 
And I said, he goes, he just shook his shoulders, just shrugged his shoulders and said, yeah, I've been through it before. So he's been through it before. You know, he scored a big goal the, uh, the last game, yeah, hit in the face, took the penalty and scored the goal, threw the penalty and scored the goal. And, you know, Andy banged his knee badly on the ice coming down. So that was a great effort. And I, I always feel bad for players like that because I would, you're playing so, so well. You may play yourself into, into a nutty. It, it, what it amounts to, to, but you well, and like he's 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 such a integral part of the locker room. You know what? You know what? It's like just going in and trying to get guys to talk about the game. That that that's going to happen. And these guys are not they're not cooperating. But they do like, not want Scott Law and traded yeah, or they're no, be a they, they can you know they can. He's a guy you always go to, and he's a guy in the locker room that takes pressure off other guys too. When something happens in a game, it's like who's going to discuss this who's going to talk about this even if it's an off ice thing and it's always Lawton so he is a crucial part of that locker room it'd be so we sorry to miss him but I'll tell you if they if they hit a home run with them on what they can get and look at it from the other side Ashlyn you're a playoff team you need depth if you're going to get through it and win a Stanley Cup it's it's attrition so a guy that might not be a first line guy or even a top six guy He's going to come in and say, you know, we can count on him at crucial points of a game, late in the game, one goal lead. You can count on this guy to come in. So that's why he's a he's a trade target again. It is it truly seems like every single year and you feel for the guy. But maybe that pays off because he probably doesn't stress about it too much because this has truly been every single year. Travis Sanheim went through it over the summer. But it makes sense why someone would want someone like a Scott Lott. And he's the only one with a letter on this team. And. That's why I very much think this Sean Walker trade is still alive. And Raven hearing rumors of Risto, and I don't know how his injury impacts that. I would think greatly, Al. Yeah, I don't think I, I if they I don't think Risto with that contract now, the injury, if they would have if they could have or, or if somebody wanted Risto line in that badly, then I think Walker is like, okay, you can give him the money and maybe you can sign him. But mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think you're going to go both ways. Don't forget, Konechny's due after this year. He's going to get a, you know, he's going to get a boatload of money here. So yeah, and and you know they they've got to you've got to deal with that as an organization on what you have coming up. I mean they're fortunate enough uh, that they, they were smart enough to sign Erson in the summer to a mm-hmm. really team friendly contract. Uh, the Tippett thing I think is team friendly in terms of numbers. So they've got some cash to 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 spend. But when you, I don't think you're going to be able to have Ristolainen and, and then Walker's number coming up also. So we'll see here if they get that big offer for Walker. I, I think that the, the nightmare is going to be if it's, you know, a, a cup, you know, just they're you're in a playoff spot. But if, but if, if it's offering, you think, boy, if we move this, are we, are we going to be in a playoff spot? I think given, given the balance, their balance will be for the be for the future. I do too. And I think it's very few players that would be in that situation where you'd have to challenge yourself because this team is so scoring by committee every t- day. It's someone different. What hits me is if it would be a connect me, you know, that's where I think it'd be the one player that would make that big of a difference where you're either making the playoffs or you're not. I'm, I'm doubting it at the trade deadline, but I do think in, in the off season, if, if whatever happens here, I mean, he'd be the, he'd bring, if you were even thinking about that, and don't forget, in in addition to that, the on ice stuff, you have to, to me, you have to consider the fans' involvement. You're going to buy a jersey; it's Konechny at this point, basically. I mean, you look at it that way. And if let's say Lawton is moved, 
I mean, it, it seems obvious to me with the age situation that connect these, your captain. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know anything to that, but I mean, that's, logically to me, this is our next generation coming through. He's kind of, mm-hmm. kind of better the next generation coming through. Couturier is terrific coming back, but I think it's now, it's now, let's do, and that's, let's look, uh, let's look, let's look ahead six years or whatever, four or five years, whatever, three, ever, three, four, and that's, what's going to happen. So I, 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 whatever number they lure, they land. I, I think the flyers, I don't think Konechny's the kind of guy that's going to say every last penny. I think he genuinely likes being here. And mm-hmm. I think you get the, uh, he's best friends with the other Travis, the Travi. So maybe you get a bit of a BOGO. <laughs> and you get, I just I just want to stay here. I like it here. So maybe he doesn't hit him for every last dime. You wonder. And I go back to preseason when we sat down with Travis Konechny and he was telling us, telling us that John Corella was challenging him to take more of a leadership role. He wanted him to take that next step. And, and coaches just don't tell players that because they feel like it. It's because they see something in him. They think he's captain material, like you said that next age of leadership. So I think it makes all the sense in the world that they work something out to keep him here in Philadelphia. And you mentioned the team friendly deals and Sam Erson that has worked out swimmingly for the flyers because he looks back, he looks just like the way he had played when Carter Hart was the starter and he was the one, a slight dip. I mean, I'm, we're talking a, a two week dip where we were wondering, it seems like he's back exactly where he needs to be. Yeah, he is, and and now Peterson plays up as a backup. So one game, one game back, a lot of rebounds in that game, and you know, you know, wasn't this? But he won the game, and you know, that, you know, that's Harrison. Like you, when you look ahead to this schedule, this schedule compact. I mean, you're gonna march. I mean, you got a lot, so yeah. you're not gonna be able to get through with one goaltender. But uh, you know, I talked to him again today. He's the he's the coolest guy. I've, I mean, I I've met a lot of hockey players, obviously, and goaltenders can be a bit bizarre. <laughs> but but I mean he's uh just cool as anything talk yeah. about anything I mean today I'm talking about like ping pong and whatever and whatever's going on you know whatever it is of the stay in shape and he uh, he's reacted to the pressure really well mentally I think he really has a handle on that the physicality though that it is a grind now coming up so much as I think he's been terrific um, I think they're going to have to get something from their backup goaltenders. And now, you know, the the Russian influx of goaltenders uh, should start shortly here coming in. Absolutely. They're going to need some help there. And that's why you have Cal Peterson. And so far, so good. Played well in that start. Yep. With all. So next up, you have Toronto. We're going to talk more about that in the next episode. But Al, this is a tough one. I was looking at the standards. Flyers 62 points, points. Toronto 64. So you're you're right there. Right there. Yeah, you are, and you're. It's a game. It's a game with teams going to be missing people. Uh, Toronto, mm-hmm. Toronto missed Fenceman suspension, uh, a top player, you know, out with injury. Flyers have illness and injury, so you got to get through that. What worries me about Toronto is they somehow play well when players are out of their lineup. It's it's a strange thing. Um, and they did it again their last game. So they may band together in this game. And, you know, they, you know, you know, it's like in Toronto, you start to, fall, you lose two games in a row. It's like the Eagles lost six in a row. So they, they can be facing, yeah, they're going to be facing that up there. So it'll be, and everybody's jacked up for a game up there anyway. And, you know, mm-hmm. connecting going back to the all-star game site there. So he should be pumped for it too. He knows that city well. And that is South Philly Sauce, not the original, brought to you by 94WIP and Jack Daniels. Love another episode very soon at the end of the week. We'll talk to you soon.